good day to our wonderful listeners and welcome to another edition of Sound Niger Football. My name is Abiola Ibrahim, aka Liberty, and I'm your regular host for the show today. And I won't be doing this alone today. I have with me football junior. Yeah, regular host. Please stop that. I'm the yeah, regular host. If you regular host. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. Yeah, Liberty, thanks very much for having me on the show. Yes, of course. My name is Abdelhamid Abdelkarim. Of course, a football jurist. You're a regular analyst on the show. Okay, yeah. Okay, I think we should go straight to business. Um, recently, the Nigerian Golden Eagles, the under-17, had a very resounding success at Wafubi competition when they won the gold medal. So this qualified them for the under-17 AFCON in Algeria. But uh, getting to Algeria, the Golden Eagles were unable to at their eggs, at, out, out of their eggs, and they crashed out in the quarterfinals, courtesy of a loss against Burkina Faso. So, how would you, who would you say is to blame for this? Oh, well, <laughs> that's a very difficult question. Uh, well, normally, when things like this happen, I mean, when our team, when the national team fail to fail at tournaments like this, quickly blame the Nigerian Football Federation. But from the knowledge I have, I mean, I, I, there's little blame on the part of the Nigerian Football Federation. Yes, if there are parties to, to be blamed, yes, we can, yes, we can blame the players and, of course, the coaches. Let me start with the players. Yes, of course, they are very young players, but I feel some of the players fail to repose the fate The coach had in them. I mean, the very well at uh, the World competition. He was very poor. I mean, he was one of those reasons why we struggled in front of goal in the competition. Yeah, this is an Nigerian so side. The coach was, I mean, was led to little or no option other than bench. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This, Liberty, you say something. This Nigerian side, why we actually high flyers in the World competition. Between Burkina Faso in, in, I never the beat Burkina Faso in that final. But now Burkina Faso are the same teams that crashed them out of the competition. Would you say Burkina Faso learned their lessons and worked on themselves to be able to get them out of the competition this time around? Uh, well, you could say that, yes. I mean, when you check the, of course, when you check the final results, of course, I mean, they, they learned their lessons. But as far as I'm concerned, if you check that game, they are correct. I mean, if you look at that game on carefully, I mean, we, we were the one that gave the, I mean, uh, uh, we were the uh, we nemesis. Because in that encounter, the Golden Glades saw clear-cut chances particularly Chas Aguda, I mean, to put us ahead in that encounter, but we failed to make uh, use of our chances, which the Golden Eagles did throughout the competition, and that was why we, we were punished. And so it was no reason that, I mean, Burkina Faso, who had, who had one of their best attackers out of that game, and in Watara Kamara, I mean, and yet they still went on to score two goals against Nigeria. Um, so like I was saying the other time, I think the players are to be blamed. I mean, some of the key players that the coach led on didn't turn up in the competition. Maybe they got, is it, Maybe we can just say that the competition was just was just too big for them. You can't compare the World competition to the African Cup of Nations. The African Cup, the African Cup of Nations is a bigger tournament than, than the World qualifiers. I mean, talking about the coach, I mean, Coach Onduka Ubadi, I mean, Firstly, I have to give credit to him, the way he set up the team. I think in terms of build-up, in, in terms of build-up, it has been long I saw a Nigerian team playing that way, even up to Super Eagles. They played expansive football. They played flash, I mean, fast and fluid football. But then, we're lacking the attacking touch, which cost us. And of course, defensively, I think we're terrible defensively, particularly when, when, when we faced the real opponents, when we faced uh, opponents that were threatening us on the camp. 
exam. So the players didn't have a plan B. And that was why it was difficult for him to trust some players. Less of chance I could have liked AK. Like AK also did well in the uh, Wafu competition, but when the Wafu qualifiers also, though it was also unsurprisingly, and surprisingly, it was giving less playing time, not until the second encounter, the second game against um Morocco, the second game in the in the group stage, that was against uh me, we played Zambia, uh, that was against he lost against Morocco. Yeah, yeah, against Morocco. That was when he started seeing. Uh, yeah, that was that was when he started giving more minutes to like Ike. So he didn't give. I mean, there was no confidence in some of the players. Moses Cle, uh, Moses Clitos, the guy, who, the midfielder who came on in the last encounter. Yes, in that in that unfortunate loss to Burkina Faso, who did very well. I was surprised that Osman Oyemi, one of the midfielders that played the most minutes in that encounter. Yes, in that competition, was giving a lot of minutes. That guy offered nothing. I mean. When Moses Kikos came on, I was not like, so we had someone like this on the bench, and Ubadi kept on using Usman Uwoyemi. So, what I was, I mean, what we are saying is that he didn't, I mean, he failed, you had more than 20 months worth. If some players fail to turn up, then you have to have trust in some of the players. He brought on a certain Umar Abubakar, I don't know if I got the name correctly also, in the dying minutes of that game, in the search of an equalizer against Burkina Faso. He got it very well, and I was not like, where have these, where have these guys been? So, uh, there are times that he felt confused, he didn't trust his players, that's number one. I mean, he also felt confused. And for a player, for a coach that is, I mean, that is managing young boys, you have to be calm on the touchline. Throughout the competition, it was not calm. I understand that you have the pressure, that there's pressure on you, but you should know that there's also pressure on these players. And, and the, these players look up to you. He was not calm on the calm line uh, and the on touchline. And as far as I'm concerned, the character, I mean, the demeanor of a coach, the behavior of a coach on touchline also impacts their point also. Uh, well, well, um, many people have praised this Nigerian. I mean, I have an impact on the players and the players. Uh, okay. Many people have many people have seen this Nigerian side as the youngest side we've had in around 17 because they believe they are actually using their real ages. But let's not forget the fact that this the Nigerian 17 team is basically the owners of the World Cup because we've won five titles in the 17 World Cups. And it's yes. a very it's very sudden that the last time we won that competition was in 2015. In 2017, we did the World Cup. 2019, we lost in the round of 16. 2023, again, we are not going to do the 17 World Cup. What do you think this means for the career of these 17 players? Oh, well, I mean, that is the very, that's the problem we have as hands. I mean, one of the, um, one of the uh, uh, seniors in this industry, Sule Stuku, wrote an article on it. I mean, that the, um, the failure of these guys to qualify for the World Cup would cost the majority of the players their career because we don't have structure that can absorb them. Imagine if MPFL clubs, these players were got it from academy, from the joint academies. Imagine if MPFL clubs had, yes, I know MPFL clubs, I know they are out, I mean, under 15s, but we don't have a functional league. Imagine, look at the English Premier League. The English Premier League have the under 19, the Premier League, they also have a Premier League, they also have a Premier League 2 for the under 21s. We don't have something like that in Nigeria. I didn't know something like that. These players can basically absorb to the various youth sides of the Nigerian professional football league teams, and then they begin their career from there. But unfortunately, now that these players will not be able to go to World Cup to, show, to showcase their talent to the world, they will have to go back to where they started. I mean, the majority of them will have to go back to the academy. And 
in three years' time, you might not be able to hear anything from majority of these guys, which is an unfortunate one. Well, uh, we hope the Nigerian Football Federation will be able to do something tangible for the careers of these players. Because we, we've seen the likes of Osimen, Awuni, as a success, and the likes that came from the national side, and they've gone on to make names for themselves in Europe. But not compared for the World Cup means that you're unable to showcase yourself in the global stage, and it will surely affect the career of these players. But let's hope that they will be able to continue football development, and they will be able to find their way to senior climbs. Because it seems the league in Nigeria at the moment is not really favoring the younger players. Because if you are not playing... I, 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 yeah, you may Basically, it feels like you're not playing in any competition because the only younger competition we have is the uh, NPFL La Liga and 15 provinces. Yes. And the competition is in the form of a, a, a cup than a league where you just play a few matches in a group stage and you might be out of the competition. So you don't really get to showcase yourself much like they do in other for in England, for example, that you mentioned. But hopefully, we'll do something better going, going forward. Uh, well, and this is a lesson for them. You know, I hope the Nigerian Football Federation can learn something from these. That see, things like this will happen. Even if you had the best of planning, it will never happen. Hmm? I mean, something can happen. You can do competition, maybe too bad luck, or maybe bad, maybe bad in luck. The team will fail to contest for the World Cup. The future of these young players should not be heavily. I mean, the future of them should not be placed. Should not be heavily placed on going to the World Cup. That is why we need to have more, I mean, more needs to be done through our development, I mean, through our football development. We need to start having these leagues, the under-18 leagues, you know, to one leagues, and not players at our age. I mean, players of their real age, just like you said, that this is the youngest that I have seen, youngest set of under-17 players that I've ever, that I have seen. And I hope we can just continue on this trajectory if you can have one in Premier League and one Premier League and call up MPFL teams you mandated to have a youth size, to have youth size. If we have things like this, when conditions like this come up and things don't go away, these players and the future of these players will not be in the area. Yeah, well, for most for most countries going to the World Cup, especially in Spain and in England, we see that they bring these players from the likes of Barcelona Academy, Madrid Academy, and exactly. Madrid Academy. Those players are already in a system that exposes them to a lot of football competitions. But in Nigeria, the reverse is the case because the players are picked from academies who do not really have much of experience beyond their local local leagues. Although there's some of them also play mainly local local football, but getting to the inter inter country or inter confederation competitions, it somehow affects our mentality if we do not go for the World Cup because it shows that we so most people will say they are not good enough because as something is considered a bet right for Nigeria. So not going to the World Cup means you're never going to have any chance of at winning it. And not winning it means you're not getting any popular around because most people do not even know the name of these players in the 2017 because they're not playing the World Cup. And hopefully, we'll be able to do better from here. Um, This is where yes, we hopefully. shall be joining the, yes, the show for today. It's good to have you on the show, Football Jurist. Do better, better, better. Yeah. So don't, forget, don't forget that you can follow us on social media at San Niger Football, at San Football on Twitter and, and Instagram on Facebook. And also, you can also uh, listen to the podcast. Tweet at San Niger Letters is our on social on Twitter. Well, I was speaking as if I, I crammed that, but thank, thanks for the correction. 
euer Imipulsidio. Okay, you can follow us on social, our social media handles, tweets at Sun. And you can also listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can listen to the podcast on Spotify and other, other platforms where you listen to podcasts at Sun Niger Football. Thank you for listening to the show. Bye for now.